Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I am FF Larry Monkey, and I'm joined by my man Justin Run DFF. And we got a special guest tonight, uh, Mr. SFB Potathon himself, uh, Salito. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, guys. I'm happy to be here. It's a, it was a beautiful Sunday afternoon today, and I was partaking in a little bit of uh, uh, land sharks, but I, I feel like I got everything out of my system in time to be here with you gents. You didn't pull a Larry and just truck right through into like a 20, like, you know, a case and just keep on no. trucking through? I would have been asleep on my laptop at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, Father's uh, Father's Day is only once a year, and uh, we had a, a, a good Father's Day last week that kind of spilled right into last week's pod. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there were, there were uh, some good laughs, good laughter. Sal, have you ever, uh, have you ever DM'd a, uh, an NFL player? I have tried to DM them to come on the actual like the <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, I definitely have done that. I've gotten zero response. Really? Yeah, I'm. Uh, so we're we're batting. We have the same batting average. Uh, yeah, yeah. Larry's over right. one, over one right now. Yep. We're big Denzel Mims fans, and I sent him a DM, and I don't know. He just uh, he didn't respond. I even sent him a, a copy of our. La- I sent him a, a, a the link to our last pod too, but I don't even know. If he <laughs> I get to see him with his friends. Like, yeah, you know, no, no, chill out. We're gonna we'll get to that. But first, I got this thing from a guy named Larry Monkey, and I'm gonna listen. <laughs> Right, right. Um, I tell you what, a few years back when we were still called the Falafel House, Steve reached out to uh, Jamal Williams when he was coming out his rookie year, and he responded. And he gave Steve his agent's information to contact his agent. And the agent quickly it was like, yeah, yeah, we're done doing interviews. <laughs> that got squashed so quick. So he was a good kid, and he really did want to give us a chance, but – he put us in the hands of somebody who controlled everything and just shut us down. It's because they're scared to death. Like agents are scared that somebody they're gonna go on. They're gonna ask, they get asked the dumbest question. They're gonna say the stupidest answer, and then they gotta go. And you know that gets out. I'd be scared to death too if I was an agent. Like no, please, please don't talk to my twenty-year-old, you know, rookie coming out who hadn't even been to the NFL classes about what you're supposed to say. You know, because they may or may not even who may or may not even been to New York City before, and here we got. He's probably getting peppered by all. Well, if you play for the Jets, you still haven't been to New York City, so <laughs> yeah, true. He's probably not going there anytime soon. So we are on the SFB Podathon, and we are in the two thirty a.m. slot Eastern time. How did you go about handing the slots out? Because I think that's one of the best slots of the whole potathon. Oh, you guys a prime time at two thirty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Larry's excited to be on in the middle of the night. It's fine. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we it's not even like you guys are from the West Coast and you could be trying to make it sound. Right. Like, oh man, I can't wait. I'm, I feel like everyone's like. First of all, we have some we have some listeners that are in your over in Europe, and they're just like, oh yeah, we're, that's we're gonna be getting up right around that time. And then uh, <laughs> then we were just talking about the different time zones and the, the West Coast. That's like you know you're you got you're just end, ending things with your barbecue, getting back to the house. You eleven thirty, yeah. The folks that haven't put it on all day, and let, let me check this out real fast. I feel like we're in like a prime spot, man. No, I've, I've heard that you guys are huge in Bulgaria, so that's all. Shout out to all those people in Bulgaria, and you know, if I'm just being flat out honest, with with a part of that, with a show of this size, we need to get the bigger names on there, right? I mean, in order Absolutely, to bring yeah. people to the screen, we have to bring. But me being a guy who comes from a small show, I want to get the smaller shows on as well because that's the community, the heart of the community. Part of the Twitter community, which is how we all interact with each other, yeah. are us small guys who really do keep it churning every day. Um, so I thought in order to pay them back, I'd put them on at the worst possible times, <laughs> uh, overnight, you know. And it's it's really a matter of, hey, 
this is your first year on. Let's get you in there. Work your way up. I've told people this before. Uh, Kate and Michelle, Ball Blast Girls, were on at 3 a.m. last year. And they're on at 5 p.m. prime spot on Monday this year. And they kicked ass this year. They blew up. So, Oh, yeah. Clearly, clearly you sprung them to their fame. I mean, it's not even a, 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 it's no doubt, right? I mean, I did the same thing for years ago uh, when we first started Falafel House Pod, which eventually became the Fantasy Football Funhouse in 2016. One of our first guests was was Matt Harmon. And not too long after that, Matt started doing the NFL.com. And and I said, Matt, we clearly sprung board your career to where it is today. And you're welcome. Yeah, he really needs to like you know, write royalties or, you know, at least put a little note on his work. Like, you know, this is Sal and, you know, yeah. hey. I'll tell you, you what, Matt's, Matt is actually a great guy, and uh, he was on with us back then. He, he used to do uh, Backyard Banter. I don't know if you guys have ever heard nope. that podcast. One of my favorite, they're evergreen. Go back and listen to him. It essentially is a, a step-by-step for people on how to make it in this industry. It's all the biggest names. One hour giving a story. I was on episode 50 with him. He let me do the intro 10 minutes, and it was basically an episode of what did you learn from that podcast. In nice. I, he asked people to send in like a two-minute clip of what they learned. I decided to ask him if I could come on, and he loved the fact that I did that so much that he put me on. So he's a great dude. I, everybody I've met along the way in this industry, especially the big people, they give back. They really do try every which way they can to to make make it work. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. And that's the key like- – I mean, I think they've all kind of figured it out that it's all about community and the more people that are part of this community, the, the better it is for everyone, you know? hundred I mean, percent. As long as it keeps growing, it, it, and fantasy football is definitely growing, but as long as it keeps growing, it doesn't matter how many podcasts, how many people are writing. We're all, you know, whether we're small timers like Larry and I or, you know, big timers like Matthew Barry and the footballers, it's it's all, you know, bringing people to the, to the game. And well, what's the, great about this – is there's a lot of like for me in the past it's been with the potathon it's just like in and out stuff like i'll, I'll jump in because you got your you got stuff going on throughout the day uh the, you mentioned the ball blast girls i remember getting up because i i got up for a piss in the middle of the night and i was like oh, let me see where they're at you know that's that's the type of uh, like 24 hours it is for just random folks like la- me last year was like oh, i just got back from a piss let me just pop in and see what's going on and it was the ball bass girls, you know, drinking coffee or first thing in the morning. And uh, yeah, man, that was really cool. So, yeah. And we, we pride ourselves on being the official uh, podcast of people taking a piss. So if you're going to get up <laughs> in the middle of the night and use the bathroom, leave us, just leave us on. When you go to bed, open up your laptop, put on YouTube. We're going to be on Twitter. We're going to be on Facebook Live this year. We're really trying to get it out nice. as many places as possible. But seriously, does it, it's not going to kill you to leave us on. Make it look like we have more viewers, for God's sake. Right, absolutely. Sleep. I'll just leave my laptop on the kitchen island when I go to bed and be like, and granted, it'll be about three o'clock when I go to bed because I'm going to be on the thing. But, you Listen, know, we're not, first of all, we're not coming on to make you, make you guys more tired. I'm not, I'm not, we're not coming on here yeah, to get everyone that's watching to put the story here. Not happening. We're, we're getting the party started. When we come on at 2 30, a.m. Eastern time on January 6th, we are going to be bringing it. You guys are just going to be like, holy shit, the party just started. It's not going to be 2.30. It's going to be, holy shit, yeah, baby. Bam, we're just getting the night started. I'm ready. (laughs) We need that 100%. We definitely need that. So, All right, so Sal, 
How do you uh, it, you do the whole twenty four hours, right? You're you're in and out of all these pods, introducing whatever. Yeah. How does that work for you? I mean, do you take little cat naps or no? No, no. We're, we're we're on camera the full twenty four hours, all three of us. So my co host from the Fantasy Football Funhouse, Steve and Kevin, will be back with me again for year right. three. We um we're involved in every minute of this. We don't introduce and let let the uh, the show take the half yeah, hour. Yeah. We are involved in a half hour. We'll, we'll lead the way, interview, ask the questions. We usually let just we let Steve just ask, "Hey, what division you're in, or what pick do you have?" Because he's not he's not smart, and he's <laughs> not very he's just not good at what he does. So we don't let him talk too much. Poor but Steve. no, we're involved in every aspect of this for the 24 hours. When we came up with the idea, we realized you know, there's people way more analytical than us. Our shtick is try to make people laugh. And stay awake. So yeah, don't see much at the table. So yeah, no, we'll be there from eight to eight with every single guest the entire time. Get up to pee, just, like uh, like Larry. Maybe use the bathroom once in a while. Other than that, go nowhere. I'm telling you, this yeah, is what's up. Yeah, sure. Whatever you guys say. No, listen. <laughs> I am um, the first. So I'm looking at you guys. This is the first time I've actually laid eyes on you two handsome gentlemen. Yeah, and you look like you're in my age range, which is nice. You're not young guys like me. Well, I am. <laughs> Uh, Justin, that beard makes him look like he's a hundred years old. But me, yeah, you, but he's you, you are. I, I was. I wanted. I was actually going to say. I was. He ain't twenty five. I'm telling you that much. I ain't twenty five. I guarantee that. One of my first when we were when we first started talking, I was like, oh man, I just these random questions just started popping in my head, and I was, one of them is just like, what was your? You had to have had like like a great fantasy football season. Like, do you ever go undefeated? Do you ever just just have the best lineup ever and just. Bam! Just steamroll everybody. Like redraft, dynasty, whatever. Any kind of season in your history of being a, an old timer like myself. I saw. Yeah, I started um, in, in 1992. I started playing back at the New York Daily News, which you'll appreciate, Larry. Right? They had this uh, fantasy football game. 1994 was my first actual league. I'm right. still in that league, pen and paper league. My cousin still runs it the same way. Oh, it's really? not <laughs> online anywhere. Oh, you literally God. can email your lineups, but that's like, the extent of the online aspect of it. I've oh, had good runs in, in some of those leagues. I had never gone undefeated in a season until last year. Whoa. In, uh, John Basho, you know, you guys know John, right? You've seen him around. Yeah, yeah. He runs a thing called the Supremacy League. Now, the Supremacy League is made up of like six leagues in one. There's a dynasty, uh, a, a, like a regular dynasty league, a right. dynasty bankroll league, which is all auction, a single season auction. A single season best ball, uh, DFS. It's every everything adds up separate leagues, separate seasons, but they all equal up to points for supremacy. And in the single season auction last year, um, I didn't feel like I left with a good good team. Like I felt like it was a good team, but I felt I made mistakes. I ended up with both Evans and Godwin on the same team. People trying to lowball me. Like, nah, screw it. I'm going to hold on to both yeah. of them. Yeah. That was amazing, right? <laughs> I, until they both got hurt at the end of the year. So right. I went undefeated all the way to the finals and I lost in the championship game. So oh, you had a Patriots I, that's terrible. Yeah. You had a Patriots season. I did I had a season very similar. I, this was the year after Adrian Peterson tore his ACL and he came back and he was you know just yes. crushing. Iron Jamal Man. Charles. I drafted all these previously injured running backs. I like to take risks. I had a Patriots regular season into the playoffs, all the championship. And then lost in the championship game. So I know how that feels. Maybe not to the extent of uh, supremacy league or whatever like that, but 
Well, Man, yeah. so I, I the first league I, I was ever in was a, it was a Yahoo Auto draft in like 1996 or something like that. Um, and I got to, uh, 97, and I got Terrell Davis was on my team, and it was the year he just went, he just ran over everybody. I mean, it yeah. may have been in 2000 yard season, but yeah, it's touchdowns every week. There's nothing better when you have a running back. And he's just just touchdowns, touchdowns, and he's, you, you just so they just go berserk, and you got him on your team, and you just sit there, you just you just set it and forget it. Getting back to uh, the best season I ever had, I had just started dating my now wife, and so this was two thousand, probably a year or two. It was it was the year Stafford. I drafted. It was in a redraft. Stafford and Calvin Johnson, when he almost got two thousand yards and he was scoring mad touchdowns, and Stafford. And Stafford like 5, 000, and then I had yeah. Shady McCoy, who set some kind of touchdown record too that year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was just one of those steamrolls. I lost one game during that season, and it was by point, like point two five. It was a fractional point loss, uh, or else I, I unless that then I would have been undefeated. But yeah, that was one, one of my greatest seasons ever. But um, I don't know if you guys were uh, checking out Twitter today, but uh, Debbie Kane was making a few posts. And I don't know if you guys are – I mean, everyone's familiar with, with Kane Fossil. He, uh, he's like the king of Debbie. He's, he's, he's the man. He's, I'm in a different – I'm not in the leagues with, 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 with him, but I go to him when I have questions. I'm in a couple Debbie leagues, and I don't know anything about Debbie stuff. And I always shoot him a DM or, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Who do you like better here? A few months ago, he posted a video on Twitter of him eating these ghost pepper chips. And oh, I don't know if you guys have seen the video, but it's amazing. He takes Well, he doesn't like spice. He's he's a Minnesota guy. He doesn't eat spice in the first place, so it's I don't know I if mean, you saw this video, Sal, of of Kane eating. I have not seen it, but I'm gonna now have to go search it. Oh, out. Right. It, it's com it's comedy gold. So he, you know, Kane's famous for doing all his. He does a lot of food vid videos of food. He posts of him eating stuff and this and that. And anyway, he sits down one day with his, his bag of these Pocky haunted ghost pepper chips, and he sits there, and it's like the greatest two minutes of like a Twitter video you're ever gonna see. <laughs> he just loses it. And he goes berserk, and he's just like he can't handle himself. It just, it's, I don't know. It's great. So I want no part of ever doing that myself, but I'll absolutely <laughs> watch every time somebody does it to themselves. Right. So, um, Scott Fish was actually in a Twitter conversation about pickles today. I brought up the cane chips thing. I asked him, should I eat the a bag of these chips when we're on the potathon? And he was like, "Go for it." So I'm gonna eat these these hot chips while we're while we're uh, chopping it up. I I, I was okay, seeing so the interaction look. because the um the Potathon account was tagged in John John Bosch's original post, so I was definitely getting every answer. Back. Um, now, I'll tell you so this: basically, Larry will be quiet for about three or four minutes while he like suffers through breathing or whatever, and we'll get some, you know. No, no, no! It will not be fun. It, I, I can eat them, okay. but I won't be feeling like pain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, pain calls. He calls me Papa Sal because I guess because my gray beard came. It's a big name for me. But well, he's a youngster. I yeah, he's a young. He is. He's like he's right. a little man. He's, he's one of those, he is, like he's a, or something. And I shouldn't say he's a little man. He's not a little man. He's, <laughs> no, he's, he's a young man. Um, the pickle thing with Scott goes back. I've been torturing Scott about pickles for years. Um, if if a pickle comes on a plate where Scott has a sandwich and it even thinks about touching a sandwich, he'll walk out. He. He despises pickles to that level. I can relate because I hate pickles, so I'm fine with that. 
Although I'm not to that level, I won't pick them off a sandwich. I'll be like, no, I need to. I need no, to no. If, if, you if put it's on the plate, up. sure, I can. I can be like, here, take the pickle, whatever. But yeah. I work in a bar, and I got to make uh, bloody marys and stuff like that. And every time I got to reach into the damn pickled thing, and throw a couple pickles in there. I just uh, fucking makes me so mad. Yeah, I, I probably eat a pickle for I don't know what he was talking about today for ten grand or I don't know what the the, pri the number was because that's how it all started. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't eat one for a hundred bucks. I, I don't. Oh, I'll, I'll eat a pickle for a lot less than ten grand. That's for sure. I will I'll not eat a pickle. I'll suffer through a lot of different food things for a lot less than ten grand. <laughs> I'm not even I'm, trying to be food at this point. I could use ten grand. Yeah. Right. So how does oh, it's getting you back to the potathon? So how do you, how does the food get delivered? I mean, do you, are you placing the order? Do you got to see, are you write, writing a little note down? You're handing it off to the missus. How's it working, man? Yeah. So I <laughs> I um I record at a, a, a friend of mine's office. Um. So I actually live alone. Uh, I, I rent from my best friend, and he lets me record at his office because if not, I'd be upstairs from him for 24 hours, being loud and obnoxious. So I record. I'm completely alone that whole time, and I usually buy a bunch of food to bring with me. I have a microwave there and stuff like that. I, I prep. People do drop stuff off for me. People will come by to bring me coffee and stuff like that. I have had friends just show up and do that in the past. So nice. it's, you know, I get by. I try not to eat anything too heavy. You know, you don't want to be. No, yeah, right. You I don't, don't want to disappear to be taking a number two for 10 minutes started during the podcast. <laughs> you know? So you, go in, you roll into this with no plan at all about for food? There's a plan. I, I'll bring stuff that I feel I bring protein bars. I bring energy, you know, energy drinks. I don't, I try to bring natural energy drinks. Uh, V8 makes um, a natural energy drink as opposed to the sugary ones. Yeah. I don't want to do anything that's going to make my, at some point when my stomach's going to be like, oh, that was a bad idea. No, I, I try to eat good. Usually we do this in the morning. So we're starting at 8 p.m. this year. The two previous potathons started at 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. Wow. So it's going to be a big change this year to be awake kind of all day and then have to do a 24-hour show. Ah. We did that because it's 4th of July weekend, and right. people are going to definitely still be partying on Sunday afternoon. So That's why I'm so pumped about the 2.30 slot. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. People are going to be up. So normally I would eat uh, a nice egg white uh, Swiss ham, egg white turkey Swiss breakfast, but it's going to be – yeah, well, I, I eat healthy like – 75% of the time in my life, but and then the it, other 25, it's just like KFC and pizza. Yeah, the just, weekends I, I tend to enjoy myself. <laughs> the whole reason I run is so I can eat whatever the hell I want. So it's whatever. Yes, you know? yes. run DFF. That's it, mm -hmm. man. Literally running every day. Well, so how do people send in uh donations throughout the potathon, or is it they like is it a PayPal type of thing? Yeah, we have a PayPal money pool set up this year. So Mm -hmm. This is the first year we opened it up weeks ahead of the potathon. The first year I didn't open it up till literally the day of, mm -hmm. and we we took in forty seven hundred dollars last year. I believe I started it the week of, and we ended up with sixty two hundred. This year, smash. I yeah, I wasn't sure what we were going to get because of record unemployment numbers, sure. uh, COVID stuff. You know, all the social right. justice stuff that's going on. People are distracted. I said, well, let me just open it up. That way I give people more time. And yeah, like you said, we put a goal of $10,000 and we're over $14,000 right now. Incredible. I could not imagine it. We can, we have a shot at 20 grand. It's insane. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm supposed to be in Paris right now. Literally. Uh, we had to cancel plans. We're, my sister lives in London. She just had a baby. And this was the time we, we had, we planned this vacation to go visit her and the baby and, yeah, man, I'm supposed to be like 
over there right now. So have you been to Paris before? I, nah, London, yes, not Paris. So, we, we were, we we're going to go there and fly. We we're going to go to visit my sister in London, see the baby, and then uh, go to Paris. Got to and- see the baby. So <laughs> I, I we they, we must not be cut out for Paris because uh, 2015, my daughter, sweet 16, she wanted to travel instead of having a party. She uh, picked London, Paris, kid. and bro, she's an oh, extremely smart kid. <laughs> London, Paris, and Brussels. And the night before we leave for London, the attacks happened in Paris. Uh, and we never made it to Paris. And we never made it to Brussels because they shut that down by the end of the week. We spent seven days, eight days in London, which was beautiful and sure. great. But yeah, I have never made it to Paris either. People that are not, have not been affected by the folks that are still working and stuff, there's a lot of money that the, that they're just saving because they can't spend it on anything but food. They're not. They well, not to mention, like you know, there's a lot of people that got a little extra bonus money if you work through the whole thing. There and you, you go. Got the, and you got the. So some people have some extra expendable. Yeah, uh, income that you know, maybe that worked out for for charity purposes. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a I'm in a dozen eliminators. Uh, That's awesome. It, it's tough. It's it's it's. I I, I check them. And we have a Larry Monkey Eliminator, and we have a Hot Sauce Pod Eliminator. And uh, Larry Monkey one is finished. Hot Sauce one, we're three quarters of the way through or halfway through. Yeah, man. The strategy that goes into that, and when you're in a lot, you can kind of just like, oh, try this for this one. Let me let me let me go all tight end in this one since it's a heavy tight end bonus. But uh, you might as well have fun in those things for sure. Yeah, they're best balls. So it's like, hey, you know, and then and it's all going to a good cause. So you're just like, I just signed up for all of them because I thought you, I thought for some reason I thought there was going to be this mad rush and they're all going to fill, they're all going to sell out, and I was going to be left in the cold. So I just signed up for like as many as I felt like, you know, using, you know, clicking my mouse. And uh, yeah, I just started getting all these invitations all at the same time. I'm like, oh shit, man, this is going to be amazing. And it was. I'm just like checking them. I'm just like, like you, I, I. I've become a master auto or a pre-drafter. I've never been a pre- big pre-draft guy. I like to sit down and, and, you know, it's my pick. Let me, you know, let me just, you know, look at all the rankings and the blurbs and, you know, ADP and stuff. And um, with all the, so many eliminators going at the same time, I don't have that luxury to sense a best ball. So, you, you know, uh, so I, I sit there and I pre-draft like five guys. If my picks within five, I will pre-draft five guys. And I've never ever had that mindset before, but I, I've, it's, it's, I kind of like had to teach myself to do it that way. We did a, uh, we did a fun house one and we did an old school falafel one. So, uh, falafel, we, it, there's a group of guys from that original that formed in 2015. And there's mm-hmm. a core group of guys who still call themselves falafelers. We're in dynasty leagues with them. They're our buddies. And they asked me if we could do a, an old school falafel eliminator. So I collected all the money, I gave John all the email. We never even put it out there for people to sign up. We got the 17 people and did it. Right. I'm, I'm happy to say that in both of those eliminators, I drafted Cam Newton. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, yes. of breaking news, Cam to the pack. That just happened a few hours ago. I, I, I was quick to throw it on Twitter and all the group me's and, and in a group chat I got with some buddies. Like, I want to be the one that breaks the news oh, to everybody. Come on. It, yeah, yeah, you broke it to me. I had no idea. And me and Sal, I think, were, uh, you broke it to. Yeah, but you know those sleeper alerts, they'll get you quick, man. So got those Everybody on. claims to be the fastest, right? I just turn them all on. Somebody's getting to me. <laughs> Sal, are you a sleeper guy or are you MFL? I play all my fan all my dynasties are on MFL, but I don't I don't commission any leagues. I it's not something I desire to ever do or right. will ever really do. So I'm mostly in John Bosch leagues, uh Scott Fish leagues, 
uh, Kevin Kevin Cotillo from the Funhouse commissions mm-hmm. a couple of the leagues, and they're all MFL guys. Yep. I play on a couple of I, I play in a couple of sleeper leagues each year, like uh, pro ams and stuff that people put on there. And I like the app. I have no preference for anything over the other one. I'm pro MFL. I just use sleeper for the alerts because their alerts are crazy. Yeah, mm. I'm in one sleeper league. That is the Dynasty Warzone league, which is a lot of fun. And that that's awesome. Um, well, Randy's awesome. That's Randy's one of my favorite guys in in the industry, and him and I talk all the time. In fact, we were supposed to take a call before I got on with you tonight about nice. a show idea he has that he wants to do with me this upcoming year. So him and I might be working Ooh. together this year. Breaking news: a yeah. potential. All right, keep an eye out for a new project from Sal, huh? Yeah, yeah, Sal and and Memphis. Uh, yeah, but Jerry and Memphis. I'm in. It's a uh, they they had two war zone leagues, and I'm I'm in the one with Jerry. And it's it's a it's a great league, um, but it it's on sleeper, so I don't. It's not my main like go to, so I I'm always behind uh, in just like interacting and stuff. Yeah, because uh, I'll be like, oh man, let me check my let me check the sleeper thing. Where I'm on, I'm on MFL every single day. Yeah, and uh, and sleeper I'm on just a few days. Like when it hits me, I'm like, oh let me let me see if I got any trades or let me make some trades. Or, you know, that, that, damn kids. Those were young whippersnappers. Get so let's get into – hold on. So so the, the money that's raised, uh, ha, some of it goes to Toys for Tots. Some of it goes to the Equal Justice Initiative. That's what, EG, EJI.org? Correct. If you want to do yeah. some research on that. Uh, I mean, everyone's heard of Toys for Tots, but, I mean – Yeah, tell I, us a little bit more about EJI. Yeah, so uh, just off the top, if if anybody hasn't seen yet, you know, Scott didn't open up the Fantasy Cares – donation link this year he was really he wanted the community at large to go out and donate to whatever it was that moved them Mm -hmm. this year with from the wildfires in australia to the COVID issues to uh black lives matter campaigns and you know all these different things that are going on in the world right now he didn't feel right opening up and saying hey give me sixty thousand dollars for toys because that's what we brought in last year through fantasy cares from all the different angles and so when I heard that he was going to do that, him and I had a phone call and I said, Scott, listen, it's really important to me that I do something uh, along those lines this year. I'd like to split the money. And he was right away on board. No questions asked. And I wanted to get that out of the way before I opened my link. And I want to put it out there in case anybody had an issue with that, because I was hoping nobody would. And not one single person has had a bad word to say about the fact that I'm splitting the money this year. So the Equal Justice Initiative is an organization in Alabama that um, they have a lot of legal people on 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 the on the team, and they help with getting people wrongly put in prison, out of prison. Mm-hmm. Yes. They help to get young children who were tried as teenagers being put, or even younger, put into adult prisons yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for the rest of their life. Um, they have a museum that they go through. That's you know the history of of you know oppression and, and coming through the history of this country and they're just doing a lot of good things and it's a great organization and, and we felt like it was the best place to put our money this year and it's just a starting point for me personally i'd like to really get involved more going forward into other things too i have a, i have a daughter 20 year old daughter who is a lesbian so the lgbtq community is a very important thing to me as well it's something right. i plan on getting involved with uh going forward after this so i'm going to really branch out beyond the toys for tots and get into more of the social justice stuff but that with that being said the toys for tots thing is amazing and 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 that's something 
that we need to continue to do because there are plenty of children, especially in a year like this with all the unemployment numbers, who will not be able to have the Christmas that they normally have. And I have never been involved in something like that last year where I got to take my two youngest children with me to go do all that shopping. I did the shopping myself with the, with almost $7,000, and it, it was a feeling that I don't know could be duplicated. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, and I remember seeing a tweet from Ryan about going in with like $14,000 just basically buying out a store. Like, you know, it was amazing to see it happen. And it's crazy to think that that's how it happens. It's not like you go and buy $500. It's like, no, we're buying a truck full of toys. Yeah, we had a box truck. Load this thing up, yeah. Target, actually, we, we convinced them. We had all the shopping carts loaded, and we were like, can we just take the shopping carts with us and bring them back? So we loaded <laughs> – I, I have pictures, and I, I'll send them to you guys. I'll DM them to you. We loaded probably 12 to 15, probably 15 shopping carts into a back of a box truck and drove them right towards the pots, and they came back with the shopping carts an hour later. They didn't have, awesome. So they obviously didn't have those, like, locks – no, you know when you go outside, <laughs> when you go outside like the boundary, the fucking the shopping cart locks. Like, oh, man, I was going, I was, I wanted to go to Best Buy real quick. <laughs> yeah, no electric shock or anything. That's amazing. And Black Lives Matter, LBGQ Lives Matter, and it's important to understand that. Don't be a dick. You know, just don't. Pretty that's basically, I mean, that's really the key. Just don't be a dick. It's so really it's that easy. I mean, unless it's what you, you know, with us with each other, we can be dicks to each other. But, <laughs> but in life, just love, man. Let live and let live, and just stop. Exactly. You know, just, just. It's so crazy that people get caught up in this stuff still. Right, like we're at this point still in, in 2020. It's really amazing. Literally today, Mississippi voted to change the flag finally. So, yes. know, I mean, it's like That's we're still knowing. fighting the battles. We're still fighting the battles. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, I had no idea that the state flag of, of Mississippi had a Confederate Confederate flag logo on, like a Confederate flag in the corner of its flag. Uh, yeah, but they, they yeah. made the right decision, and you know, it, yeah. it, it's about time we have to see some 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 significant, meaningful change uh, in the country. So, you know, getting back to the potathon, you must enjoy. It happens every year. Uh, can you talk about some like some? famous moments that you've had or just moments that stick in, that stick in your head when you think back of, of all the um, the last few years? What can you yeah. tell about that? I mean, that stands out or who has stood out to you and, you know. Two what, things uh, specifically co come to mind. First, last year, uh, Bobby Cables. Have you guys ever seen Bobby Cables on Twitter? No. I had never heard of Bobby, and Bobby was up late on the overnight. He was watching the overnight. And Bobby's a New Yorker. Bobby sounds like this. He's right. It's the biggest <laughs> accent you ever heard in your life. It's it's so authentic and and hysterical. He's like, Sal, you gotta let me come on and tell my story. You gotta let me come on and tell my story. So Bobby is a uh, in the chat. He's telling you this. He's telling me this in the chat, and he's hitting me up on DMs. And oh my god, Fuck so it, Bobby right? was in the yeah. He was in the service. He served in the military, and there was a year where he did not have money to give his children a Christmas and Toys for Tots helped him save face as a father, which, you know, he came on and he told the story through that tough guy accent with tears in his eyes. And yeah. it was authentic. And that was a moment that wasn't planned. I never met the guy before. I never spoke to him before. He begged to come on. And I just said to myself, this sounds like a good idea. And whoever was on at the time, it's escaping me. I, I asked them, would they be cool with it? They're like, absolutely. Yeah. And we brought him on. He told the story. It's great. Now, he tells me that he's Sal Mafia. He's mine for life. You know, he's got a this. I got a friend for life with Bobby. So that was a moment from last year that stuck out. But 
both years and even on the 12 hour i did a 12 hour stream back in march to try to raise money for feeding america oh. um was it as big let as a know, man let me know when you're doing this this kind yeah I just uh, uh, picked up your notifications, so now every time you tweet, I'll get I'll I'll, uh, I'll get the notification. So oh, that's really you, scary for you. A lot of stuff, yeah. So Larry Monkey's talking, Salito. They are called the Aussie guys. Yes, they are insane. They right. come on the year one. They come on. It's like four in the morning. We are we're grounding out. These guys come on with candles. They're lighting them on fire. The smoke alarm goes off in their apartment. They're going like this with doors to try and get the smoke alarm. They almost set the place on fire. And they have such energy. Last year, they come on, no lights. They put a laser light show on smoke a smoke machine. Nice. Playing music. And they come on and they are full. The way you guys want to come on this year is how yes. they have been every time. Yes. And now awesome. they start bringing on um, – Justin knows, Justin knows what I'm thinking right now. So yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. They, they have questions about Australia. They do trivia with me to make me look like an idiot pig-headed American. <laughs> and I usually get maybe three out of 20 right. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> so, But those those guys are really, really memorable. And just the getting to, to talk to new people, both uh, big and small, and getting to meet new people and finding out similarities. Like, well, you know, I've never spoken with you guys before, but I can tell right away – if we hung out of the bar, we'd get along. We'd have a great yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's just great to meet all the different people and, and just get their perspective on things. And it's, since it's a charity event, we can have a little bit of fun. We don't always just stick to the football, you know? It was our time slots in the past, and now we're on with half-hour time slots. Is that right? So you're getting a lot more. Yeah, people. with one-hour slots the first year. And uh, last year, I, I had a lot of one-hour slots for the big names and a couple right. of half-hours for the small names just to get more people on and – it started very early this year when people wanted to come on. Included. This was the this was the first time out of the three years where even the big names came to me. As soon as I put it out there, I got contacted through the SFB Potathon account because they noticed that they that makes it legit. They know that Scott supports it. You know, they don't think I'm some crazy guy just using the name. I got permission from Scott to do that, um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to have to chop this up this year. And I think it makes it actually probably better for the people at home. Sure. It makes it better for us. An hour is a long time to talk to somebody. I mean, listen, we're, we're going to talk for an hour tonight. We got lots of high energy, but not yeah. everybody has that same energy. So sometimes it, you could be around a half hour going, okay, how, how am I going to carry this person? I'm at 20 minutes. You got to get this going. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, love that all, I love that all the big names uh, reach out to you and me. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly how that happened. That's right. That's how it happened. Yeah. You're, you're one of many. I was like, who the fuck just DM'd me? Who the hell, what the hell is going on here? Is that Trey yeah. guy? What the hell does that guy want? I have seen I've seen your name around, obviously. You know, I have seen you before and and we've never really interacted much, but you know, it wasn't like out of nowhere. I definitely had seen you around the Twitter sphere. So I've uh, I almost so I'm I'm friendly with Outhouse and I almost um got into one of your new york meetups oh you should do it next time for sure yeah 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 the, just the stars didn't align I, I had something going on or something like that but yeah I, russ is great i love to he's he's he, i mean russ bobby Koch, they could not be more normal quiet good guys and i normal? Just, i don't know about normal well they're normal-ish right but yeah, right, right, yeah. i just come at them it's such a way it's 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 fun it, it, they're just good people i love them i love those guys our new york crew is just the, the best 
Yes, I've offered to have a um, a live draft here. I've I've marketed that the outhouse, and maybe we can put put that together sometime. Uh, I, have a nice I got a nice backyard with a pool. I'm close to the train station, and sold. Whatever. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot yeah. of fun. I'll be over tomorrow. You're a Long Island guy. My wife is from Long Island. She's a, a Smithtown. All right, she's out there. They're a little snooty out there in Smithtown, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yep, 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 yep. I guarantee you she will not listen to this. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like South Shore guys. You a Jones Beach guy? You get out to the – I mean, you're on the island. There's only like one way in, one way out, and then there's just a, just a, there's the beach on either side, right? So I'm a Robert Moses beach guy. Oh, so. Robert Moses. I have a Robert Moses uh, sweatshirt. Yeah. it's So the, I live in what's called the town of Babylon. And Robert Moses is a town of Babylon Beach. So for $35, we get to go to that beach all summer. That's it. You pay one time, put the sticker in your window. Jones Beach could get a little, first of all, expensive, crowded. And, every, you know, Jones Beach is kind of known around the country where Robert Moses is more of a local thing. So I do – and Fire Island, we go out there uh, for a yes. week every summer too. Which yes. is great. My, oh, that's awesome. A Fire so Island. Like Jones Beach is like where the hotties go and Robert Moses may be where, you know, it's a little – Robert Moses is where the more obtainable women go. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. Now, uh, Jones Beach. I've been on Jones Beach. Yes, you've been on Jones Beach a million times too. I have not been there in years. Jones Beach. Like you, you look like like you field six guy or take it easy now. That's I'm a field six guy. That's why I'm saying we go to field six when I go to Jones Beach, and we when we just walk way out and we have like the beach to ourselves. It's amazing. Don't go Robert Moses Field 5. Be careful. <laughs> those, those people shouldn't have their pants off, but they do. <laughs> Long Island, you go to these beaches. What we're talking about here. So Long Island is exactly that. It's a Long Island. That's Sick. what it is. So you go to these beaches, and you know everyone kind of sets up shop. Like, right, you know, you park your car, and you walk out to your beach setup. But if you, like, start, just walk out further – you're gonna run into some naked people. Yes. There's just some just there's naked people. That's all. You know. naked. I'm just telling you, like being from Mississippi, I didn't know what field six, field five. I'm glad oh, yeah. you. I'm glad you told the folks because I have no idea. But fair <laughs> enough. If I make it out to Long Island, I'll make sure not to go too far down. <laughs> Stay straight to the beach. Stay I straight. have been naked. I have been naked on field six. How about that? I am uh, never going to go there. I can never go there. Now, ever. <laughs> yep, not going to go to field six now. I was, I was just amazed. Um, she, she was no. You just got to keep walking out. Just keep walking out. Next thing you know, you're in the middle of nowhere on a beach, and I'm like, hell. I'm like, there's. We just passed like naked people over there. I'm just like, fuck it, man. Let's get naked and run. I hope you had plenty of uh, sunblock. Oh, it could be miserable. And uh, I've worked straight through all the COVID stuff, and I work in Queens, New York, and. That's about an hour and 10 minute drive in the morning for me with traffic. And in the last four months, it's been about a 35 minute drive for me every morning. It's been, it's been nice, but the traffic started to show back up this past Friday. I'm like, Oh no. Uh, They're starting to, everybody's starting to, because, because the tri-state area has been compared to the rest of the country. We are, we're basically the leaders right now in, in being past the, the tough, tough spot, the tough time. Uh, we, we, we were the first ones to get hit and thankfully it was when it was still chilly out and now, and you know, it, and it puts, puts a scare in you, man, when you don't, and when you're the first people that have to deal with this, you don't know what the heck, we don't know what the heck it is. I'm telling I'm like I'm arguing with my parents and I'm like, just stay in the house. We don't wait, stay in the house till they figure something out. Cause in the yeah. early days, 
there was nothing figured out. You know, it, it was the initial scare. So everybody was just like, hey, you know, just wear a damn mask or just stay in the house. Don't leave the house. Uh, I'm almost thankful that we were kind of the epicenter because now we're leading the charge to get back to normalcy. It still is terrible. There's, I mean, there's outdoor dining. That's it. There's no inside dining. That's like coming on, coming soon. But right now, it's just like all these uh, restaurants in, in in my town and neighboring towns have all like these canopies out, and they're just trying to get. What's even more interesting is we're in phase two or the bigger part of phase two on Long Island. There was yeah. indoor dining this weekend on Long Island. Okay. Um, you know, every other table tables restricted. But then I go into Queens and uh, Bell Boulevard is this big and they literally have tables in the street. And I'm just like, yeah. that just can't, there's people parallel parking between tables. It's the craziest thing you've ever <laughs> seen. People yeah. just want to make the business. I live near Rutgers university and they, one of their main streets, they just shut down and all the bars and restaurants just occupy the street now, yeah. that main street. But uh, yeah, I mean, I lived in Jackson Heights for a few years before oh. I moved here, before I moved to Jersey. I grew up in Jersey, lived in Jackson Heights, worked in Manhattan. And now, uh, now I'm home. Jackson Heights is one of the most culturally diverse places in the entire country. That's, that's I'm really very happy place. you said that. I actually lived in the most culturally diverse three block radius in. Yeah, I, I almost think it's the world, not even the country. It's uh, yeah, it's there's just people from every background, race, uh, nationality. It's and and it's great. I do work. I actually do work over there. Uh, I work for a hospital and I do offsite engineering and I have a site, two sites in Jackson Heights that I take care of. So I'm in that area. I'm a, yeah. I, I'm a, I was 20 minutes door to stadium to city field. Nice. And, and I worked in diversity uh, in the, the company I worked with for in Manhattan. I was the diversity guy. So is that a bonus being that close to city field? I'm not sure it is. Uh, <laughs> know what it is when they're terrible and you walk <laughs> When you walk up to the ticket guy and you tell, ask him where the scalpers are, and he just pulls t a couple tickets out of his back pocket and gives them to you. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's not <what> <laughs> like I can't do anything with these anyway. Here, just. Take, take, take you know, I can tell you uh, great stories. We'll have to do it another time about Yankees. I'm a Yankees fan, and great stories about going there and having police officers literally sneak us into the stadium and stuff when we were younger. And um, it, I, I love baseball. I miss baseball. I, I, I can't wait for it to get back. I don't know that. I'm going to put any legitimacy into this season that's coming up, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to root for my team. But, uh, God, we, I, we need sports. I, I'm guessing there's probably going to be a 400 hitter. Like, there's going to be somebody yeah. that goes full. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. like, that happens all the time where you got someone hitting 380, 390 after a month and a half, two oh, months. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You could get a guy going into, uh, yeah. you know, May to June with a, with a 400 average. Absolutely. Uh, how many leagues are you in? Like, uh, are, are you a main? Are you mainly a, a dynasty redraft DFS? Like, how do you roll? So I'm a, I'm in. I do both um, dynasty and redraft, and I'm a I'm an old school redraft guy. It'll be in my blood. I love it. It's what I got. You know, I was born into it, as the, as they would say. So I love my redraft leagues, and I have one that's uh, the the falafel sixteen teamer. That's a three a three player keeper league. Um, some regular traditional ones. And I'm in nine dynasties. I cut back. I think I cut probably four or five of them out this year. I was in double-digit dynasties. I'll do best balls. I'll do, uh, you know, DFS is – I always start off with the intention of doing DFS, and I'll have some good weeks early, and then I'll have some bad weeks, and I'll battle myself, and then I just throw the towel in, and I never go back to it. But I, I really – one of these years, I got to really sit down and, and, and really fine-tune my DFS skills because – 
when you win, you could make you could make yourself a nice extra change, you know. Yeah, it, that's it, a grind. It seems so easy. It <laughs> is yeah, a grind. I mean, DFS is another level of grind. Like, yeah, if, you know, I, those if, guys are putting. If I got laid off this year, if I was unfortunate enough to get laid off this year, I think it would have become my intention to do that. I think I would have really, but I just don't. I work a lot. It's good. It's not. It's a good problem to have working a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. so I can't put in the time that it takes for people who really grind on that. What's the biggest uh, dynasty, dynasty league you're in? As far as amount like team of teams, wise, team wise, yeah, because yeah, we're going to get into a trade in a minute. So we. So I quit a league this year. I was in for five years. That was a thirty-two team single copy dynasty league. Oh, good gosh! Thirty-two team single copy, and it was every bit as excruciating as the face that Justin just made. I yeah. just couldn't take it anymore. It was like it, it, the draft is is painful. It's it's just so hard to trade. Nobody wants to. If there's a viable asset, nobody's going to move them. Yeah. How so, many starters was? It, how many starters did y'all have in that league? Uh, we did what? have. We, we had a light IDP in there, so we did have. Okay, like six IDPs. We did still have kickers in there. Fuck that! Yeah, it was. I hate. I just. It's. I love David David Oliveris, Trade Fantasy, who runs it. I love the guy, but I was like, David, I've done this for five years now, and I'm I'm out, tapping out. So right now, most of my, I think every single one of my dynasty leagues are fourteen teamers, fourteen team super flex, sixteen. 14 Superflex, no 16. Okay. 14 all Superflex. All Superflex. Right. Four. And that's you have to it has to be a Superflex. What yeah. a, what, what, uh, I'm in one one QB league. It's the first dynasty league I, I joined and I rebuilt the damn thing. So I don't want to I mean, and finally I have a stud team. I don't want to walk away from it yet, but it's like Superflex right. is the only thing I play these days. All right. So so Sal's familiar with a 16. He, he he, you know, he knows. He knows what's going yes, on. Sure. Sixteen yeah. team team. We, we're, so we're in the we're in the the dynasty trades HQ listener league um, HQ one, which is the the OGs, the OGs inaugural league. It's a it's the only one they have. They have a couple of they have a number of other leagues, but this is the only sixteen team super flex tight end premium. Uh, and it's got deep rosters. I think you could have like like thirty or forty guys. It's like forty five people. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, so anyway, I, I, I'm the defending champion. Um, just throw it out there. That's yeah, it. Just, just just out. Wait, wait, wait. Swing these balls around for a minute. Like, for you. Right, look. Watch the finger. Watch the finger. I yeah. see it. I noticed <laughs> it back there before. <laughs> I see he's that belt. The belt for all you people that are not able to watch. He's yes. pointing at the belt again. Anyway, 16 team trade just went down. Uh, what side do you got here? We have DeAndre Hopkins and a 20. 22nd, third, or DK Metcalf, Sterling Shepard, Mike Williams, and a 2021 second. Now, the 2021 second is Justin's, and his team sucks. Atrocious. It's a, <laughs> I blew it up last year. I blew it up. I'm on another. I'm probably going to have two of the top three picks this year with a, with a pick that I traded for. So that so, second so is. I already know it's a here. really bad, it's a high second pick. It's clearly yeah. so. said, and, and the, the the 2022nd is just like a whatever. It's uh, it's just like a mediocre 2020 or the first the 2022 third, and it's 2022. So well, who knows what it's going to be? Yeah, I can't even get excited about anything in 2022 unless it's a first right. rounder. I don't even want it. I mean, it doesn't even register. So, exactly. So this is essentially Hopkins for those three players, and, and uh, uh, possibly 
what amounts to the first pick of the second round next year. So the 17th or 18th pick, yep. something like that, probably. Right. Ish. Yep. Ish. It, now, this, I, was, this wasn't easy when I started looking at it because I obviously always want to come away with who I feel is the best player. And I don't think we have to even debate who the best player is here, Hopkins, yep. right? It's clearly the best player. Uh, Sterling Shepard, to me, uh, a lot of concussion issues. Good player when he plays. You got Slayton, who came out of nowhere. You got Evans. Uh, I always call him Evans. Uh, Evan Ingram, Ingram if, yeah. he, if he can stay healthy, I feel, is going to be the best tight end out of that group of guys that came out that year. I really debated this back and forth because I really feel in a 16-teamer, you want that depth. Yes. You want to get those players. And at the end of the day, I'm going to take Hopkins. And I'm only going to take wow. Hopkins because Whoa. I'm a win-now guy in pretty much every league that I'm in. Uh. So if you're asking me to make my decision, I'm going to take Hopkins – it's tough to pass on Metcalf. Mike Williams, I don't know if he's ever going to be what we want him to be, you right. know, and, and Shepard is another one. So yeah. Metcalf for me doesn't carry it the day enough for me not to take Hopkins. Now, I'm guessing you're very upset, which means you took – this trade involved you? It's not involved me at all. Oh, okay. But I'm um, – like you said, depth is very important. In it is huge. It, it really is. Yeah, and, when you're starting guys like Taylor Gabriel – or you know, right? Uh, it gets Alan Lazard, right? Don't you right. Insult the King. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's amazing. So yeah, man. I mean, I, I feel like in a sixteen team, how many years? I, I mean, we've been playing this game with Julio forever, but right. um, but DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, I mean, think that I'm probably going to be in the minority making that choice. I think the right choice is to get the depth. <sighs> but uh, know. you know, me, I, I would be like, oh, I could get Hopkins and. Yeah, I probably made the wrong decision. I can't argue with why you would go with the other side. But, you know uh, what? I mean, Shepard is nothing to me. He doesn't even, he yeah. doesn't even count as anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really Metcalf, Williams, and the and the top twenty pick for Hopkins. Right. So sixteen team. I mean, I traded Metcalf in this league to Shane for like two first round picks, and which, by the way, Sal, and, this is a league that will trade and trade and oh, trade. Trades league. Yeah. On like. Literally, like five or six different teams by now, probably. I drafted I mean, Metcalf late in the first round, and yeah. he went from me to Shane to somebody else to, to, to two other guys. And yeah, that, that's now he's on outhouse's team. So. It's an amazing league. Now, you you mentioned you don't pre-draft. I don't pre-draft, but being in so many eliminators, I got into the habit of pre-drafting, and it's been amazing because I don't I'm not leaving everybody hanging. Is really right. what it is in a, in a best ball. Uh, I, I've also heard that you will never accept a, a cold trade offer. No, I, I'm you. Yeah, I'm difficult to trade with. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm difficult to trade with because <laughs> unless something comes through and I'm just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous, you know, smash. But if you're coming at me with something, I'm always going to come back at at you with, man, you know, I wasn't looking to move the guy. Throw this in there. I, I got to sweeten the pot. I need yeah. my pot sweetened. You know, so I I know that I'm a difficult person to trade with. I can't deny that at all. Now, are you are you active when sending out trades? Do you send out a bunch of trade offers? Or are you kind of, you know, these are your guys and you want to ride them, you know, ride or die with them, that kind of thing? I, I am a these are my guys type of guy. I am a, a those that guy. But I think I make fair trade offers. I, I don't – I'm not the type – I don't want to be a dick, like you said before. I don't want to be a dick and give shitty offers. I don't believe in giving shitty offers. But, you know, this is – you should not take advantage of somebody if they don't know what they're doing. 
and just being league, being leagues of people if they know that. Look at Larry. He's such a he's a used car. <laughs> He'll take advantage. Oh, no, no, no. I will not, I will, I'm not that guy. I swear. He's I'm a not used car guy. salesman, isn't he? Uh, I'm not that guy. I will not take advantage of a new guy. No way I will do that. That's what I mean. Like a new guy comes in the league and you're like, oh, let me go shopping on his, you know. But yeah, his I, will, I do have something funny to say. I do have a funny story to say. Uh, so we're in this league. Catillo took over an orphan in this league. So he's in our 16-team HQ league. He's such a whore. Yeah. I mean, he'll take anything. Go <laughs> <laughs> to him. He's just yeah, – give, give me a piece well, of that. No, yeah. he doesn't – but anyway, he's been like a ghost in this league since he joined it. He hasn't said boo at all. We're just like, who's this Kevin Cotillo guy, man? What the fuck? You know, he's, he's letting trade offers sit out there. And- Was that this offseason? Yeah. That's the, yeah, he has been really busy. He, he took a new job on. And not too long before, I guess the beginning of this year, he was actually, he lives in Massachusetts. He's a mass hole. And he took a job where he would fly to, I think it was Cincinnati. It was somewhere in Ohio. Oh my goodness. Like once a week. And so he kind of just, he's got a young, he's got a kid under five. And so oh. I know this off season, we haven't even podcasted this off season together. We've really put that on the back burner. So both of my, my co-hosts and have, well, check this out. So, so he doesn't say boo at all. Gronk, ha- so Gronk comes back, and I'm like, oh, who the hell has Gronk in this league? <laughs> and he, <laughs> Kevin Cotillo has Gronk. The Patriots. So, by the way, I send him like just uh, the, the worst offer in the world, uh, because again, they, they just sit out there and there's no response. Just like you know, whatever. So I was just like, ah, oh, let me try. I just, I just blasted out offers for Gronk everywhere, low ball offers. Right away, he jumps in the chat. And he's just like, oh, way to go. Like, he just t- totally made fun of me for sending him a low ball offer. And I'm like, oh, finally, <laughs> this guy fucking lives. <laughs> we got your attention, douchebag. <laughs> so I don't know. If, I don't know. I guess maybe I was the douchebag, but I brought out, I, I, I rose. It's like that uh, that wrestling gif where he comes out of the coffin and he's just yeah. like, give me fucking. Undertaker sits up. Yeah, the Undertaker is a fucking was. trash trade for Gronk. And he. He declined it and like and like cracked on me in the chat. <laughs> I can't wait to. Hopefully, like we can bring that up uh, when we're. Uh... Oh, I can't wait for you to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. I'll make sure it's <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've been talking about him in a few a few episodes. How he's just like non-existent in our league, but he. Yeah, did. It's, it's new for him. He was never like that before. So it's got to be the new job. <laughs> Anytime we can dogpile on Kevin, I'm your guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you and you and. Uh, Kevin, we're going back and forth on on a, Q, a possible QB for the one four in the sixteen team, and you, how did that? Yeah, go? well, he wanted Stafford straight up for the one four, which is basically Stafford for Herbert, and I wasn't willing to do it. Yeah, you know? where do you stand on that, Sal? You, I mean, you're it sound like you're a win now guy, so you would probably lean Stafford side or Stafford or no, the one. I, listen, it's again, it's a sixteen team Superflex, right? So yeah, the quarterbacks exactly. are absolutely at a dearth, but yes. That's on a team-to-team basis, really. I got to know what the makeup is, but I think Herbert's going to probably start by this year and yeah. and be be integral on that team. So, no, I don't think that that's an easy take for me. I, and I'm a perennial Stafford's underdrafted guy. I'm a guy who thinks Stafford should be appreciated more, but I could totally see uh, Justin turning that down. Okay. Well, I ended up selling Stafford later and got a, a good bit more. But, I mean, I was trying to – I when I rebuilt my team, I legit rebuilt like demolished it. I had when I started last offseason, I had uh Derek Carr, Mitchell Trubisky, and Ben Roethlisberger as my quarterbacks. And I was terrified and I was like, I can't wait till this thing goes downhill too bad. 
So I sold all kinds of assets, ended up with Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford in a 16-teamer. So with two of the top picks next year. So, you know, right. Trevor Lawrence does the field. You're rebuilding for sure. That's nice. Right. Right. I'm a mortgage fu- uh, uh, mortgaging the future type of guy constantly. I'm always like, this team <laughs> seems good enough with a couple of moves. Let me give up all those picks. I looked over at Larry and he has <laughs> Larry has CMC, Saquon, Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, and I don't know whatever else. Like, I, I, I got nothing. That's so, hunt. I knew I needed to buy DJ Shark. <laughs> uh, my, my wide receivers are, are kind of a weak. I, I did draft CD Lamb, and uh, yes, whatever. I have a great team. The yeah, we know. Asshole. I mean, you know, they'll take a catastrophic collapse, like one that's and Sal's almost great a season. Thanks, Sal, for hosting the podcast tonight. It's great. I'm here for you, fellas. You. And you're with a pro like Sal. I mean, he knows, you know, he's. You know, I have your show in front of me. I have it right in front of me. So I'm just going, I was actually just going to do that. <laughs> nice. So, Justin, who did, what did you get for Stafford, real real quick? I got uh, the Lazard King. <laughs> right. I did get Lazard in the deal. I think I end up with a first two seconds in Lazard, basically. Yeah. Um, right. And I think I still undersold a little bit, mortgaging a little bit more for the future, knowing that this wasn't a contender. And the worse my team is, the better for this year, for this particular year. Because I do plan on moving back and acquiring multiple picks with the whole Fields and Lawrence hype next year. I I feel like I'm going to be able to get some some yeah. good equity out of the out of, out of first round picks next year. So, so I got I got my um, Scott Fishbowl invite today. Uh, not the invite, the league inv- invitation. I guess oh, okay. or the original invitation uh, for the first time. I do not know the settings yet. I have been out of the loop, and this is what this is what happens when you're in a dozen eliminators. You cannot. I I couldn't get into one of Bosch's, you know, SBFX. Mock okay. or not the mocks, yeah. just the uh, the best balls. Yeah, their best ball mocks, and they're moving. They're moving so slow. Well, real quick, I I waited so long to get my second quarterback in the mock that I, I have the one hundred and one. Yes. I waited so long for my second quarterback. So about two o'clock this afternoon, when it came around, there was no starters left except for Jared Stidham. So I'm like, oh, let me grab Jared Stidham. <laughs> what round was that? What round eight? Oh, play, dude. Super. Fun. And uh, Cam signs, you know three hours later and screws my entire life up so you know when i was uh prepping for the show uh, well really mowing the lawn i was i was listening to your appearance on the goat district okay i haven't really given those guys i haven't really listened to them that much you know i know who they are and i've heard them talked about and they were guests on the hq pod which i'm a regular listener of but uh, i got really got into your appearance on the Goat District; those guys are awesome, man. It was a oh, great- J- JD's the best, you know. Yeah, it's like I uh, got that. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Canada, you know. And I love it. <laughs> JD's hey. awesome. I've been on that show probably four times. They're just great. Oh, yeah. What a great, what a great listen, man. Um, and I, I'm a new, I'm a new fan to the Goat District. There, they, that was a great, great episode. Genuine dude, really genuinely good dude. Yeah. So and Dan too. Don't forget Big Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I'm. I have the one four slot in the Shira division now. I'm. I'm Shira because my, I have a, a Shira hanging from my garage, to keep my wife from crashing into the wall, into the, or into the stair. That's what you use the Shira. Shira. Yeah, it's hanging by fishing line from the ceiling, and uh, it, it. When my wife like drives into the garage, the it hits the windshield, and that's how she knows to stop. So Shira's been hanging in the garage since we moved in. 
the, when he sent out the link to choose your division and draft slot, which is amazing. What an amazing ad this year. It's just pick your spot if you feel yeah. like, you know. So uh, I was scrolling. And I was like, oh, Trolls is awesome. I, I'm just thinking about my daughter. I mean, she's going to be five in a few weeks. So, you know, that, that was my mindset. And I, I got to Shira, and I was like, "Wow, you know what? Let's fucking do Shira." No one's in it. I was the only person in it. <laughs> I'm just like, no one's in this one. I was like, "Oh, let me let me take the one four because I was like, you know what? I don't want to have the pressure of having to worry about taking this or that." And like, let let me let the let the one because it's everyone knows who the one four is going to be. It's who's ever not the one, two, or three. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of how it works for every spot, Larry. Like, really excellent. Five's gonna be whoever got the <laughs> one, two, three, four. Genius. The one, Genius. Yeah, right. So you nailed that. Let, let me tell you, people out there in the share division, you're screwed with this guy. He's taking hey. that week down. Man, hey. the analytical mind of of Larry Monkey. I tell you what, <laughs> four is gonna be whoever one, two, three isn't. Yeah. Well, listen, I wanted, I wanted, I. You know, and that's how cerebral I got about it. I was like, you know what? I want the top four. I'll take whoever ever falls to me, whether it's you know Jax or Mahomes or Barkley or CMC. I know uh, the one hundred and one folks. Thanks to my listening to the Gotris District, I, I I got your one hundred and one you know insight, and and CMC seems to be the consensus. I personally go Barkley. He had a down year last year with his injuries. It beefed up. They they improved the offensive line. Evan Ingram's coming back. Daniel Jones sucks. It's like a prime comeback season for Saquon Barkley. CMC already did it. Regression is a real thing. I took CMC last year in all of my redraft leagues just for the same reason I'm taking Barkley if I have the 101 this year. Because I feel like one guy's did it already. It, it's so rare that that it's just, you know, and, and you got you know Teddy Two Gloves who may, may dump it off to, you know, the whole game. Maybe so, but it's still a brand new coach. It's still brand new coaching staff. Um, I, and I know the Giants suck, but I, I'm Sal, you Jets are a Giants guy. I um, neither. I'm an, Oak, I'm an Oakland. Well, Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders fan. Fucking Raiders fan. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I, yeah. There's got to be a story about this. What, your dad root for the Raiders or somebody got you a Raiders uh, bomber jacket back in the day? Or that <laughs> yeah, one? starter, baby. Starter jacket. <laughs> yes. um, I, so I have, I'm the youngest of, of three brothers, uh, two brothers and myself, three boys. And I always looked up to my oldest brother. He's four years older than me. And whatever he did, I wanted to do. And uh, born in Queens and his very first tackle football team was the Raiders. So we were young. I was real young at the time. Maybe the Raiders were good. They were good. And then follow the Raiders loosely. I wasn't a big NFL guy at five and six years old, but um, 84 in a Super Bowl when they played Washington. Yes. Marcus Allen. I'm a Marcus Allen fan for life. He's my favorite player ever. He will always be my favorite player. That run in that Super Bowl was my earliest football memory of the NFL. Yeah, and it has everything you want right? in the biggest game of the year. The drama of that play, yeah. and when I show it in slow motion, it's just like, yeah, that's the only, <laughs> that's the only way. That's the only way you see it. You're not seeing that in real. That's a slow motion. Uh, all you're seeing that that clip is in slow motion. To me, the greatest uh, still till today, the greatest single run in Super Bowl history. Uh, the, the Steeler fans want to talk about fast Willie Parker. He, I mean, there was nothing beautiful about that play. He just took off and he went, and it was quick. But the Marcus Allen play is beautiful. And, yeah, I was a Raiders fan at that point for life. 
and it hasn't been such a great life lately. But uh, yeah. are you taking rugs early in a rookie draft? Because you know, I guess you don't have to because he's so un he's so disrespected. Right. You could get him. Are so you reaching him? Are you reaching for rugs in the first round? You know, it's got to be a late round pick for me to take him because I there's other guys there I would rather take. I was a CD Lamb guy. I was I would have rather CD Lamb get drafted. I know. How disappointing. Um, he went if to the you couch. go back and look, I, and I posted it the other day when I was on with Pat Fitzmaurice. I was on the shot cast with with uh, the Bull Rush live during the NFL draft. Yeah. And when they picked rugs, I had my hand over my face like this, and Waz screenshot it and posted it. Perfect. <laughs> I, think I, I think I saw that actually. I wanted Lamb. I would have liked Judy. I got rugs. Now rugs is obviously the mold of an old school Raiders wide receiver, uh, but I just didn't think with Al Davis being dead, we would still pick these guys in a different in a in a different yeah, state. The, lives yeah. on. the team that loses the Super Bowl is never considered the second best team in the league. They're considered the worst team in the league, right? Like every year, they suck. They suck. No, they they were the second best team. They lost to the Super Bowl. Well, rugs now went from being a first round talent to being oh he's the worst. Wide receiver coming out this year. Bowden's better than him. Brian Edwards is better than him. They got their number one receiver in the third round. Listen, Ruggs is a good wide receiver. Yeah, He's, of course. He just was probably third out of those three guys. Just and, and now, so people have just the, – the, the dynasty community has become so fickle, and they will just go so against the player, and it's kind of oh, like a – It's a, amazing. Every mob. Josh Allen – Daniel Jones. Daniel yeah. Jones yeah. Remember right, the Josh right. Allen hate? Like, oh, Josh Allen's the worst. Josh Allen's the worst. Now he's a now he's like a first round pick in a fucking super flex. Man. So we should we wrap things up here? We're, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, this was a ton of fun. It was nice to get to you know formally meet you guys and stuff like that. And I'm uh, I'm on Twitter. You can find me mostly on Twitter at Salito FF. It's right on the screen there. You guys can uh, write it down and send it to your friends. S A L L E T O F F. Um, the Potathon account is at SFP Potathon, and Sunday, July fifth, eight PM Eastern Time, we kick off twenty four hours with the biggest names in the business, and uh, you know, big names that in Larry and Justin too. Yeah, baby, <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, we record the Fantasy Football Funhouse in season, and something I started last year and did it for a few weeks, and I had a nice little audience going, and I'm going to bring it back this year is. Live Wednesday nights, Getting Over the Hump Fantasy. It's a show I'll be doing live on Twitter and on YouTube with a guest. Nice. And it basically, it's the it's Wednesday. All your waivers are done. We're a day before the week kicks off on Thursday Night Football. We have yes. a little bit of fun. We talk with what's happened in the past, what's going to happen tomorrow, and do some rapid-fire questions. Just having a good time. Like you guys, I'm about having fun with fantasy. I leave the analytical stuff to the young guys. Who know how to work computers, and I like that fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll Pretty tell you cool. what, man. I'm 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 stoked. I'm stoked because we're gonna hang out someday, and it's gonna happen relatively soon yeah. after this nonsense. Because I get I, I get to fucking Long Island every now and again. If you make it out of these parts, we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll hook up. And next time uh, there's an outhouse, Bobby Koch setup. I'll I'll be sure to uh, invite myself. Yeah, FF Trader uh, Joe. FF Trader <laughs> Joe comes out. Uh, Jake Anderson, who's a golf guy now. Yes, he, 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 Jake, Jake Anderson. Shout out to him. He did the hot sauce pod logo. Nice. So. He did the uh, yeah. He's done the DF, DFPN uh, logo and all this stuff for us as well. So 
Jake yeah. and I live pretty close. Jake lives in Smithtown. Yeah. Oh, does he? Nice, yeah. nice. I, I, I might, I might have known that. Who knows? But yeah, yeah man. Um, we'll be, we'll definitely, our paths will cross. I guarantee you that. Cool, brother. And, uh, I, I want to thank Salito for coming out on the Hot Sauce Pod. And again, we're going to be on the SFB Podathon, SFBX Podathon. Uh, look I'm just going to tell people that I'm that I'm podcasting with Matthew Barry and yeah, know, there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not only yeah because yeah because all blast girls. I'm, I'm 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 podcasting with all those people. I may not at the same time, but it's certainly I'm podcasting with those. I'm amazing. Amazing. with these people. <laughs> what do you do? So yeah, so I don't know. I mean, we'll 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 wrap this up. But I got I have no I have a million more questions for Sal. But it's amazing that that this happens and we can be a part of it. We are thrilled and honored and. I can't tell you how excited we are to tear it up at 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time on January 6th. Fuck this. We're going to fucking wreck this. Ah! <laughs> Wake up. You're not going to sleep. It's not going to It's not how it's going to go. The party will begin at 2.30 Eastern Time, and I guarantee it. I cannot guarantee laser lights or fog show, but... Maybe we'll have some things uh, cooking uh, that we will be able to entertain you guys. A DJ Chark jersey giveaway. And I don't know, maybe some wigs. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe some Uncle Sam. Maybe Uncle Sam will make an appearance. Who knows? We'll talk about it. But uh, thanks, Sal, for coming on. And we really, really appreciate you you, you taking the time out to to uh, to talk some some fantasy football and scott fishbowl thanks anytime, guys. anytime all right dude